Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Well, welcome back to Boiling Point, everyone. If you're hearing any noise, it's because Greg is fixing my mic that is all over the place. This is how we start. We have a great guest um, who's listening and going, what did I get myself into? Um, and, a bunch of yahoos that don't know how to use their microphones. Exactly. And he, he, he would not guess from this introduction that we've done 150-odd interviews. Um, but that's what makes us who we are. So, that's right, Greg, dude. how you been? I, I've been really good. And I just got off an incredible few months of, of travel. Uh, and the last of it was traveling with the film Millennial Dream. Uh, by And it was sponsored and by, by... And by travel, tell us what I, we, We've been doing these screening tours. And we've screened this film in 40 different cities and towns. Three Over 3,000 people have come to these engagements where we watch the film and have a, a dialogue, a discussion. And in the discussion, we bring a new level of engagement in communities where people are really trying to figure out how to transition into the new economy. And it gives us an opportunity as well to talk about businesses, uh, using their businesses as a power of good, etc. And BDC, the Business Development Bank of Canada, um, actually sponsored a lot of this tour, which is really cool. So they also have a mandate. They're a B Corp as well, Dave. I don't know if you knew that. I did um, know that, actually. And uh, they've got a mandate. Oh, oh, I just used a word that Craig, Craig, our guest, is going to uh, slap me on the wrist for in a second. Uh, they, they, they've got a purpose to help entrepreneurs grow in Canada and grow in, in a way that honors really the triple bottom line. I'm taking too much out of out of Craig's airspace. Craig, welcome to the the boiling point. Why don't you introduce yourself, Craig, and and let the world know where you sit in the world of BDC? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, um, yeah, so I work at BDC, the Business Development Bank of Canada. And it's true, we are a B Corp. And uh, the reason we're a B Corp is because our purpose is to support people who are entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs come in all shapes and sizes, and that includes social entrepreneurs and certified B Corps. So that's why we are interested in them as people and business people, and, and that's why we're working to help grow the movement across Canada. So I work at uh, our head office, which is in Montreal, as the director of social entrepreneurship. And I work with a network of people like the lovely Carla, with whom you traveled last week in British Columbia, uh, who derive a special satisfaction out of finding organizations that are the meeting places of these entrepreneurs, um, helping people um, learn about and come to the B Corp certification and that way of thinking. So it's a terrific, terrific job. So, hey, Craig, for, for people that don't know, we're just kind of assuming folks would know BDC, but there's a lot of people listening to this that we learn come not from Canada, um, tell, tell folks a little bit about BDC and, and, um, kind of how it's set up and its purpose. Sure. Sure. Uh, BDC is a bank. It's a commercial bank. Uh, our sole shareholder is the government of Canada. So we were created by parliament, uh, for a very particular job. And that job is not what we usually use banks for, which is to just make a lot of money. 
Uh, we were created to support entrepreneurship with a special focus or attention on small and medium-sized enterprises. The way we do that is through commercial uh, services, uh, loans, investments, and advisory services. We have about 100 offices across the country, and we've got about 40, 45,000 clients in every part of the country and in virtually every sector of the economy. Including? Including? Uh, coaching. The big company. Co- coaching companies. <laughs> no, no, I was going to talk about my own company is, is a client. Ah, oh, are you a client as well, Dave? Of BDC, yeah. And, and I can speak oh, I can speak from a client experience. Uh, as an entrepreneur is, you know, you have the experience of dealing with chartered banks who are, have a purpose and who don't, in my in my experience, don't quite understand the entrepreneur um, to the same degree that I found BDC does. And um, and they, I think BDC, and from um, the way I look at it, Craig, is it's just a really nice compliment to uh, a charter bank and in some cases a, a complete um, you know, example of, you know, where you can go should the charter bank not work with you or not want to work with you. So it's just a really, oh, a really, a really no, good that's We, we, we make it our business to understand as well as possible entrepreneurs in Canada. And, and they're, a, they're a really mixed bag of people and companies and challenges. So that's, uh, that's, uh, no, um, no small feat. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I was just going to say, and to the degrees that for an entrepreneur listening, if you're based in Canada, I mean, they should, I hope they're hearing this because um, what I found is your, the risk tolerance would be higher. I mean, like, I don't think it was, in my case, I don't think it was a big risk, but um, the charter banks were looking for stuff I just couldn't provide and BDC fit in nicely and supported some growth, some stuff that we're doing around investing in growth. And it was such a simple process. And um, yeah, so everything from, you know, just, uh, you know, really looking at your, your assets and liabilities and, you know, just very different than my experience uh, with the charter banks. Terrific. And it, uh, no, that's terrific to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Um, from the perspective of uh, the entrepreneur, um, I'd share that we consider it it's always advantageous to have a couple of bankers. No person or business should be completely reliant on one bank. And our advice to our clients is always um, uh, cast a wide net. See how many institutions, financial institutions, you can you can attract to your project. Very good advice. It's, yeah, it's it's about them and their success more than it is about us. Um, Craig, you know, going back to you and I have gotten to know each other quite well over the last uh, twelve months. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, your commitment, and I, I'm I'm going to make an assumption that BDC's commitment uh, to B Corp, uh, social enterprise. Uh, and as well as this this kind of new reminder that BDC is for the entrepreneur, I'm, I'm assuming you've had, had a lot to do with this. And Dave, the reason I'm saying this as an assumption is I had the pleasure of sitting in uh, a meeting that Craig hosted at their Calgary uh, BDC office. And he was there just, you know, reminding people what their purpose was all about. And it's there where he reminded the office that using the word mandate is not acceptable. Uh, so, and they loved it. And if, if I, I could sense, Craig, that you've got an influence across this whole organization that is uh, incredibly uh, significant and authentic. And uh, people really believe in the, in the in the concepts that you're reminding them of, which is the core of what BDC is. So why don't we jump into that? But also, I, w- I want I'd love for you to explain the mandate thing because Dave and I talk about language uh, in business from time to time. So I'll, yeah, sure, I, sure. I, I you. And uh, I apologize to our listeners if I 
uh, start to sound like a fussy English teacher, but I, I, I do believe it's important to pay attention to words because words shape what we think and they shape what we see. And the words we choose by shaping what we see and what we think will affect what we do. So sometimes we can lose ourselves in uh, muddled language, which usually betrays muddled thinking. And then when we, we use the wrong terms, we just build more confusion. So the, the difficulty with the word mandate is that it has one meaning in the private sector and another meaning in the public sector. Uh, a private sector mandate is uh, a job you can agree to do for a certain amount of money, yes or no. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. A public sector mandate is quite different. A public sector mandate is uh, an assignment to complete a specific task. The authorities, the authorities and the means to do that task and an ensemble of reporting obligations to ensure that you tell your shareholder, the government or parliament, that you have accomplished your task. And so they're, they're quite different. Um, and because we are an arm's length commercial crown, so we're not close to government, we're created at a distance, specifically because Parliament wanted BDC to be closer to the people than bureaucracies often or usually are, um, the thinking and the terms of the private sector are our usual default points too. So the cleanest reference was simply the federal law that created us. If you just go back to the source itself, the the Business Development Bank Act of Canada says the purpose of BDC is to support entrepreneurship with a special attention to SMEs. Purpose is much more clear and I think galvanizing than any of the other terms we use. And I find always in conversation that it focuses minds and it, the confusion about what we're talking about evaporates and everybody knows what we're talking about. So that's why I, I, I much prefer the language of purpose to mandate specifically. I also prefer the language of purpose. Um, if I leave uh, the term mandate and think about another term that we often hear when we're talking about companies that are trying to be better for society as a whole or in social entrepreneurship circles, social entrepreneurship circles or in sustainable development circles, uh, we'll often hear people referring to values. And um, values are, of course, critical. Uh, you can choose to foster a set of values for an organization and then cultivate that set of values in different ways. But those are never as powerful as the purpose. If the purpose of an organization is make big money every quarter, that purpose is going to trump any values of other kinds that you have every single quarter. Um, and so that's why I tend to not shy away from, but tend to speak more often about purpose than I do about corporate values. Hmm. Does that, that makes, make sense? That makes a lot of sense. And, and purpose, you know, actually I, you, the thing at least at the very end, I thought um, is interesting because I mean, you know, if we're really purpose driven, it's not about quarterly results. It's about, you know, a, a broader it's the long game, too. A long yeah. game. Yeah. 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 Which kind of gets away to that whole, you know, kind of what we're seeing in, in, uh, in the marketplace, you know, trying to produce, you know, being a little bit myopic. Um, but I yeah, love that. You can have, you can have, you can say that you have a purpose that is broad minded and, and thinks about society as a whole. But then if you are incorporated as a company in the traditional way, 
which dictates and gears all of your internal machines to judge that value narrowly financially and then calculate and extract it every quarter, well, then you talk about public and societal benefit is really a lot of hooey because what dictates the behavior of the company is the purpose. Right. And if the, if the purpose is shareholder value, shareholder value is what you're going to get. Who are the great examples of being purpose-driven that you're seeing in the marketplace? Like that, that, that would be, you know, kind of recognized by more than um, just a few people. More than just Greg and Craig. <laughs> well, actually, there are, there are a couple of the, the big stars that are a standard feature of any conference or conversation about this uh, kind of company, like Mountain Equipment Co-op, Mac, Ben & Jerry's. Um, those are the usual North American um, poster companies, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. um, but there are tons of others that should be poster companies, in my view. Um, Natura, which is uh, a huge, huge company, that makes cosmetics in Brazil, uh, B Corp, that does astounding work. Hmm. If you want to Google that, that'll be your poster company as soon as and you learn How do you it. spell it? Natura, N-A-T-U-R-A. And they're a publicly Natura. traded company, and they're massive. They're massive. massive. And here in Canada, there's some terrific examples. Out west in Edmonton, Shandos, C-H-A-N-D-O-S. It's a, a large, very successful um a real estate development company, big construction company uh, that is a certified beneficial corporation and that's been doing well and wonderful things for many years in Edmonton, Alberta. In uh, Toronto, there's a great company called IntelliGuard. And IntelliGuard is uh, a company in a traditional sector that, you know, we don't normally see on television shows and things, but uh, it's terrific. Uh, the owner of that company, Ross McLeod, um, basically has a company that is security guards. You know, security guards, the uh, mostly fellows that you see in the concrete boxes at parking uh, garages yeah. or patrolling buildings on weekends. Uh, it's not a glamorous trade, but it's an absolutely necessary trade. And IntelliGuard gives employment to hundreds of them in the Toronto area. They're all paid a wonderful living wage. It's a certified beneficial corporation. And as an example of the kinds of things that they do, um, they offer training on financial literacy for their employees. They offer a payroll deduction plan to enable those employees to buy shares in the company. So imagine that. The fellow in the parking garage booth owns shares in the company that he works for. Morale is high, high. Turnover is low. And there's a lineup of clients outside their door. So there are, if we look at all the B Corps across Canada, even outside, there are a lot of terrific companies like this that technically haven't achieved the P Corp certification. Um, there are tons of companies that fit this bill. One, one if I'll, I'll pull on my Newfoundland roots to, uh, uh, to take up the trumpets on one well-known company, um, Shorefast, run by the entrepreneur from Fogo Island, whose name is Zeta Cobb, C-O-B-B. Um, I do not believe that Zeta Cobb's company is a certified B Corp but you would be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't incarnate the B Corp philosophy and approach and success as well as Zeta Cobb does. Um, I know that you would recognize uh, the hotels that she's had built because they're on a magazine cover somewhere in the world every month. Mm -hmm. uh, they're they are yeah, cool. They're spectacular. Oh yeah. If I were to show you a photo now, I, you would instantly recognize it, but she's, um, she's a terrific woman. Um, a terrifically successful entrepreneur 
that is a perfect fit with the B Corp philosophy. So if her or she rather, uh, or some others that are well known were to achieve B Corp certification, then Canada would have a, a poster company, if you will. But if we look at the ranks of all the B Corps in Canada, there are, I think, dozens and dozens of candidate poster companies. Hemming House Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Craig just laughs. He's like, yeah, I know, I know the owner of that one. He drinks too much. <laughs> um, well, Craig, you, now you, you mentioned being an English major. I'm not sure if that's that's a fact or not, but uh, but you you must have been a teacher at some point because the way you're describing this is just very clear. And, and I'm like, you know, it's great education, right? There's a TED talk in Craig. <laughs> I think so. Sure. I think so. Yeah. And and so 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 after you finished your 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 uh, career in teaching and you got into you know becoming or I guess what was what was the um, the journey to becoming the director of corporate social responsibility at BDC? Ah, uh, okay, that's a different question. I I come from a clan of teachers, but I'm not a trained teacher myself. And the little teaching I did was English as a second language in politics in Eastern Europe just after the fall of the communist regimes. Wow. Um, I studied political science. I then did a master's in international relations, which was law and economics and political science. My work <clears throat> in my youth consisted of uh, running around the world and development projects in Latin America and the Middle East and then Eastern Europe. And then upon my returns to Canada, working as a book clerk in a bookstore here in Montreal. And then I returned to school um, no, sorry, I did that master's in international relations, and then I pivoted. Then I entered uh, work in Ottawa. I worked as a policy advisor to uh, ministers responsible for uh, the environment and then Canada's foreign aid program. And in those roles, I learned a ton about what I'd call the intersection between private sector forces and public sector goods. So what happens when people and companies are acting in ways that create a value that's broad and beneficial for society. And what happens when the opposite is the case, when they're not, when corporations and companies are acting in ways that are eroding or corroding a public value. And so I, I decided to return to school and did a, a second master's uh, in public administration, but with a focus on corporate responsibility. So the the actions and the role of companies in society. Uh, I then worked as a, a corporate responsibility advisor for big, big companies, pharma and energy sector. And then, um, life is funny, a uh, happy accident. I talked to someone who talked to someone and I discovered BDC and was offered a job here. And um, over the years, my role has evolved from director of corporate social responsibility into now the director of social entrepreneurship. So, um, Life is funny. Huh? You never, you can never plan where you want to end up most times. And no, but told me no, I was, when I'd be, sorry, go ahead, Craig. Uh, if someone had told me when I, that I, when I was 20, that I would be working at a bank, I would have laughed at them. But, <laughs> but then I discovered BDC and I thought, Oh, it's not just money. It's money for a purpose. And that purpose is people. And this I can get on board with. Excellent. Well, you know what, it, it, as you describe it, it, there, it does seem in, like a lot of intention there. Like, and, and, and to be honest, I've never, I didn't, I wasn't even aware that you could get a master's. And did you say it was uh, public administration with a focus on corporate responsibility? Is that, was that the master's? Yeah, I crafted uh, in, within the context of a master's in public administration. It was, it was the public administration equivalent of uh, an executive MBA. 
so designed for people who've been in the workforce for at least yeah. several years. Yeah. And so I combined courses in from the School of Government uh, with the School of Business and uh, learned a lot about um, how both can improve. An educational entrepreneur. Mm. Craig is. <laughs> There's probably a word there, an, ed- an edupreneur. An edupreneur. Um, <laughs> Craig, the... Uh, I, I write papers <laughs> Craig, I want to, um, uh, you know, at, at the beginning we we talked about the support of, you know, flying me to Calgary and the British Columbia last week and, you know, getting our film, The Millennial Dream, in front of so many people. Um, why? <laughs> okay, that's number one. Why would why? our film matter to the BDC and your stakeholders? And number two, um why don't you allow that to transition into the Measure What Matters campaign that you guys are all about? And perhaps that has something to do with why touring the Millennial Dream made sense to BDC. Sure, sure. Well, um, the B Corp movement is, it's basically an entrepreneurial mindset that's spreading around the world that is given rigor and a flag by the B Corp certification. That's how we see it. The movement, the mindset, is way, way bigger than the B Corp certification itself and way bigger than BDC and way bigger than Canada. Um, but that's, that's the sequence, huh? Minds change first and then other stuff follows. So <clears throat> in the business world, there are all, all sorts of certifications that businesses can choose and achieve. And there are all sorts of certifications that, that businesses development banks like us can promote and flog and push. Um, But what we observed was that the B Corp certification is different. And it's different because it is inherently attractive to a certain mindset of entrepreneur, to a certain entrepreneur whose view about the role of a, or the purpose of a company is different. So with most certifications, I can give you a PowerPoint slide that lists the investments required, and then a second PowerPoint slide that lists the benefits that you get, and and anyone who can count or any algorithm can make the judgment call as to whether or not you should bother taking it. Um, what we learned in meeting people was that it's different for the B Corp certification. Either it matched people's philosophy about the purpose of their company, or it didn't. And so what we what we gleaned from that observation was the insight. Well. What we're doing is we're, we're attracting people to conversations and topics that they will come to, like that we can't pull them to. We can't make people interested in the world around them. We can only hold up something that people who are interested in the world around them will find interesting. And so your terrific film, Millennial Dream, it talks about the kind of society that millennials prefer and want to create. And part of that is... Uh, companies, of course, and B Corp is a kind of company. And so what we thought was, wouldn't it be cool to, and wouldn't it be perhaps um, better and easier to attract people to the topic as discussed in Millennial Dream? And the people who are attracted to that film will also be people who are interested in the B Corp certification. So in the herds of people that come to the screenings, there'll be lots of people who have uh, businesses. And so, basically, Greg, we're using you as bait. I like it. So, so few uh, times in my life anybody's ever used me for uh, such noble, noble uh, uh, purposes. 
We're being shamelessly manipulative. We're dangling you and your film as bait. And with you as bait, we're luring in the people who find the topic inherently interesting. Craig, you know, we can't... Yeah. Sorry, Craig. I know you I just cut you off. I apologize. No, I was just going to... I was going to, you know, like um, I think listeners to, of this podcast have heard about the millennial, millennial dream through uh, Greg's eyes and, uh, and a few others. Um, from your perspective, you know, what... What, what do you enjoy about that that, that documentary and, and I guess the message and, and the, the vehicle that Greg's been using in terms of um, getting out and having a conversation with folks? No, I, I think it's absolutely terrific. I think it's um, um, uh, a thought-provoking, um, what's the word, broad view of the world as we're living in it and the world that some people, notably millennials, would prefer and want to build. And I find it to be optimistic in that sense. And I, I find it to be um, uh, comprehensive by which I mean, it looks at everything because most people think about more things than one. Most people think about society as a whole rather than just bits and snips of it. Yeah. Now it, it's, um, uh, it doesn't claim to be the gospel on the issue. It doesn't claim to have all the answers. But it asks a lot of really damn good questions. And on the several occasions when I've attended the events, it never fails to trigger a really interesting conversation. And so that's, that's I think in that regard, it, yeah. And so it, in that regard, it serves its purpose, right? It gets people thinking, it gets people talking. Well, the and that's what you The interesting thing about that, Craig, is as, as filmmakers, we, uh, we look at our film and we're proud of it. But we're just so picky about uh, like, oh, but we should have done it this way or, you know, that. But when we step back and look at the fact that who cares about the film? The film, it, it is what it is. The, the, the incredible conversations that have come out of it um, has validated it so many times over. The fact that we can use, you know, a little, a little uh, bit of fish, fish bait, kind of like you mentioned earlier, uh, as the <laughs> film to lure people in, but really the whole purpose of it is to start a community engagement and an impact. And it's been doing that and it is so cool. So I think my, you know, to, to close that circle, the very fact that a, a national bank wants to put their energy behind that to, to uh, really to, to feed their purpose, I think it says a lot. And I've learned a ton yeah, about what you guys are doing through this experience. And, uh, um, really hope that this podcast uh, really does touch a lot of the entrepreneurs from Canada, at the very least, who are listening to this, to be in touch with their local BDC uh, group because you know we're that'd be great. Well, and, and welcome, welcome all. Yeah, and but I, I think, and I was, I was just going to make 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 a really clear point to the entrepreneurs listening is that in no way are we subscribe like you know asking you to check in with your local BDC because they're supporting. Um, the millennial dream is right. because no, of our experience for both of us as, as clients. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, go ahead, yeah no, no, come one, come all, I say. But um, I mean, the starting point is a certain intellectual humility. Like this is way bigger than you. It's way bigger than us. And I think what we got right, Greg, was that we put our fingers on a button that matters. Yeah. I mean, your decision to choose that topic for a film and our decision to choose to help grow the B Corp movement in Canada is not, we're not brave decisions. They were the decisions of organizations with their eyes open who saw something that maybe not as many others have seen yet. 
So I, no, I, I think I think the, the the film is terrific. It was designed to start conversations, and I have seen it do exactly that across Canada. So bravo to you. Well done. And the um, to answer your second question on the the, the what we call the measure what matters tool um, here, this relates to the what you have to do to become a certified beneficial corporation. Um, one of the things you have to do is pass a performance evaluation. And that performance evaluation is, um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's comprehensive and you have to answer a lot of questions and you have to prove that you're not making your answers up. And so it can be a little intimidating to some people at first. And so what the, the B Corp organization, it's called B Lab in the United States, what they decided to do, and we applauded and helped with it, um, is to shorten and simplify the performance evaluation part of the certification and make it available online, free, confidential. And so for many businesses or people running businesses, it's a great way to uh, learn about the B Corp certification. You can sit at your desk, do it online, be done in 20, 30 minutes, and you will instantly learn basically how you would have done were you to do the full certification. You'd get an idea, a clear idea of, okay, the, the kinds of questions and the five categories of questions. And you'd be given a score that tells you how you rank compared to your peers in your sectors around the world, which hmm. is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. So it, um, some people say, oh, is it like B Corp for dummies? No, it's not B Corp for dummies because there's nothing um, uh, washed out or dumbed down. It's a, a shortened, curated, simplified version of the performance evaluation to enable people to quickly you know, put their toe in the water and get a sense of one, what it is, and two, how they do. And it's available um, on the B Corporation uh, home website, and you can reach it as well through BDCCA. That's our home website, bdc.ca. Excellent. Well, you just you just finished uh, what we were going to you know ask is just how to find how to find more about you guys. Um, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Um, but I, one last quick question, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to we're gonna let you go, Craig, and then we're gonna have a couple quick takeaways as we always do sure. in in our in our podcast. Um, you you mentioned being from Newfoundland. You must. I can just imagine you and Rex Murphy hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so fun to be part of that car or just a fly in the wall in that conversation. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for people that don't know who Rex, Rex. Murphy is, they should, uh, they should Google that. Cause I, well, I, just, well, I think they should Google Rex Murphy's take on Donald Trump. Like the next day he, I mean, he was exhausted. And, uh, when Rex Murphy <laughs> let the Canadian world know his opinion on Donald Trump coming, it was quite astounding. He, well, wow. he, he, yeah, I haven't, I hadn't heard that. No, and I meant that as a compliment as well. Thanks so much for your time, Craig. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. We're looking forward to uh, learning more. Thanks Good for everything that you do too for all the entrepreneurs across this country, man. Really, really do appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> we'll chat soon. Bye bye, Craig. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. you know what's really cool, like, um, is to see uh, or to learn, I guess, a little bit about how they're promoting you guys. That's well, cool. No, it was really neat because it was talk about mutual benefit, right? Um. For me, I want to get the film out, yeah. but nobody's paying us to get this film out, right? Uh, and for me to screen this, like I've screened it all over the place, uh, but it's all patchwork. Uh, and they, you know, BDC, their purpose is to, is to spread, uh, to help the Corp movement in Canada. And they saw our film as a really fun way to get people together in local business communities. So 
We had a great time. Uh, BDC supported a, a screening in St. John's, Newfoundland that I was at. They supported uh, one at Guelph, Ontario, uh, two in uh, Calgary, Alberta, and three last week in British Columbia. You have been busy, man. I have been busy, man, for sure. So uh, all good. And I, th- I think my excitement is we own the BDC as Canadian people. So it's just good to know from the inside out, and I've, I've witnessed the inside, that the BDC gets this and yeah. they believe it. It's not a, oh, yay, we've got a, we're a B Corp. It's like they live this. They really uh, are purpose-driven uh, corporation. Yeah. Bank. yeah. Yeah, very cool. Well, and it's neat to hear his um, description of it. And, you know, I've heard so many descriptions of, of B Corp, but um, he uh, just different perspective and a different lens on it and a different description which uh, I found very helpful. So, uh, and, and, and a fun guy. I mean, he oh, just, we, we've had a ball together. I bet. I bet. <laughs> All right. Well, so what, okay. so what can listeners look forward to next week? Uh, well, um, you know, I have been on a bit of a tour. Uh, so you might be getting sick of all these awesome people I'm bringing, um, but I've, I, I've, I've got my friend coming in. I'm not going to tell anything more. Let's just pull them in, uh, i.e. next week or for anybody who's on to us uh, within 20 seconds. Uh, so within 20 seconds or next week, I will see you again soon, Dave. And audience, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>